adoption is there. It's just the way it is. It's a beautiful thing and it's also really painful. And you have to acknowledge both of those things. That was Jody. Like me, she's the mom of both a biological child and an adopted child, and she's walked different paths with each one. I love talking to adoptive moms because they understand all the little things that come with adoption. The unknowns, the identity struggles, the questions, and of course, all the love. Because while adoption is beautiful and rewarding, it can also be really, really hard. You struggle with deciding what and when to tell your child about their entry into this world. You have holes in their health and genetic history. Sometimes you have biological families to balance too. For Jody, she's done all of that, while juggling her daughter's unexpected diagnosis, running her own business, and raising two children. I'm Heather Kuntz, and this is Motherhood Material. Jody grew up in Oregon, where she lives today, but she's definitely done her fair share of traveling. In fact, it's fair to say traveling changed her life. After all, it's where she met her husband on a summer mission trip. It's kind of funny because I tell people all the time, I went in saying I would never be one of those couples. I wouldn't be a statistic that came out of that, but alas, I was, and it's wonderful. We dated long distance, and he was in Montana, and I was in Oregon, and it worked out. It was a great way to start our relationship, actually, way before social media and all of the things that we have now. We didn't have FaceTime. We actually wrote letters and only talked on the phone twice a week. It's like the back in the good old days. As their relationship grew, they began talking about kids. But starting a family wasn't always high on Jody's priority list. I um, said that I didn't want to have kids. And that was one of the things I think that shocked the people that did our marriage counseling. I think I just had believed some things growing up that it was just too hard and um, that maybe that wasn't what I wanted. And so that's kind of how I went into marriage. And I just said, you know, if God changes my heart and my mind, then great, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Sure enough, four years into marriage, Jody changed her mind. Suddenly, she wanted kids. She really wanted kids. But sometimes, even when you want it so badly, it just doesn't work out. That was, that was a struggle. It's so funny. I still get so emotional about it. Um, I think because you always think, well, this is, this is my right. This is, um, this is how we're made. Like, you should just be able to do this when you want to do this. And, you know, you watch your friends and they plan it out and it happens. I felt really cruel um, and was probably one of... I've gone through a lot of big struggles, but it was probably the hardest one that we've walked through. Sadly, many women struggle with infertility, and often they suffer in silence. For Jody, it was important to let others in. We were open even in the very beginning with our infertility as well, because you can suffer alone and it's miserable, or you can suffer in community and get to see God show up through other people. And that's just always what we chose to do, even though it was really hard. Those were some dark days for sure. And then especially losing our first baby and 
not knowing if it would ever happen again. It was so challenging, but it's given me a, so much more empathy for women who walk through it. Jody and her husband underwent some more tests, and eventually she became pregnant. She was fearful, considering what she'd recently experienced, but she remained hopeful all the way to delivery day. I went into labor seven and a half weeks early on the road in the middle of nowhere. So then we were stuck in Oregon. We lived in Montana when she was born for six weeks. We were just like, okay, well, we have a healthy baby. Yes, it's not going as planned, but even being in another state, having your child, you're just so grateful that you are having a child. And so it shifted perspective for us, but it was, yeah, never easy. Um, and I think now, because <laughs> being a mom is the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, and so I don't take it lightly because it didn't happen easily for us. And so it does make me appreciate the gift that it is. Eventually, Jody brought her daughter home. But like so many others, she soon discovered things weren't as picture perfect as motherhood is often portrayed. Because her her birth was so stressful and when we came back to Montana, we had actually sold a house in the process and friends had to move all of our things into an apartment for us. So we came back having gone through really a traumatic experience um, and being a first time mom and having everything in boxes. And it was, it was stressful. And I think I was um, on one hand, so grateful and on the other, so exhausted and depressed. And um, it was really hard. And it was a friend who said, I think, I think maybe you've had, you know, some postpartum depression and I just didn't even realize it. I think when you're in the midst of it, you sometimes can't see it. You just know that it's really hard. I want to take a moment to say that postpartum depression is serious. And if you're struggling with similar feelings, please call your doctor right away. Now back to Jody's story. By the time her daughter was three, she was already asking for a sibling and Jody was doing everything she knew how to make that dream a reality. She wanted more kids, but she hadn't forgotten how hard that journey had been. When I said I'd never wanted to have kids, that was the one way I was like, well, maybe one day we'll consider adoption. I um, had always had a heart for that and loved watching families do that. And I had spent time in Africa and my heart honestly was so set on an African adoption um, that every time we went to fill out paperwork for that. We just felt like that's not what we were supposed to do. And so when I decided we just could not do any more fertility stuff, that God had closed that door and we were at peace with walking forward in a new way. We got a phone call out of the blue from friends who asked us if we would consider adopting a baby from a girl who had approached them and asked them to help find a family because she was pregnant. And um, that was not expected in any way. After that phone call, it kind of changed everything. One day, Jody was filling out paperwork for international adoption. And the next, she was asked, out of the blue, to adopt a baby who was on the way into the world. It was a wild, unexpected ride. And of course, they said yes. Our friends connected us to this birth mom. And really, we started getting to know her uh, through Facebook and texting and on the phone. We when we first started the process and we hadn't said yes to her yet, we actually called a lawyer in the city that we adopted from. Cause we just had no idea how to go about it without going through an agency first. And, um, when we called, 
<laughs> that was the only lawyer that we knew of there. And she was like, oh, we just talked to the birth mom. She called here also, and we had never even talked to each other. So even every step of the way, it just felt like, oh my goodness, this is what we're supposed to do. Jody and her husband got to know the birth mom. They worked with an adoption agency, arranged counseling sessions, and attended doctor appointments. She wasn't carrying the child physically, but Jody was there every step of the way. It was incredible because she invited us into the whole process, and even at the 20-week ultrasound, she invited us to come when we found out it was a boy. We were in the room when our son was born. It was the closest it could have been to being pregnant for me, which was just a crazy journey to walk alongside her, and she was so gracious. Every adoption is unique, especially when agencies are involved. But in Jody's specific situation, the birth mother had three days to change her mind about the adoption. Those three days in the hospital were some of the most stressful of my life. Some of the best and some of the most stressful because there's always that chance. We knew that going in and it was worth the risk. But those three days specifically were so hard. Jody officially adopted her son six months later. And while it's been a beautiful experience, it's not without struggle. All adoptive parents can relate. It is hard. It's still really hard. Um, and, you know, I think there are always those identity things and wondering, you know, if I'm loved and wanted when adoption is there. It's just the way it is. It's a beautiful thing, and it's also really painful. And you have to acknowledge both of those things. All adoptions are different. For example, there are open adoptions, closed adoptions, semi-open, and so on. For Jody's son, it's an open adoption. And that means balancing communication with her son's birth mom, which, as you can imagine, isn't always easy. But Jody has figured out what works. We've kept some relationships with some counselors um, in the adoption world, and that has been very helpful for us in navigating because there isn't one right way to do this. I think having really good boundaries is so important so that you don't promise too high and then find out, oh, this is way too hard. I cannot deliver on this. It's This is making us uncomfortable or it's not the healthiest route right now. Um, so always keeping in mind what is best for your child and keeping that vision when things are hard, like what is best for her and what's best for us. Um, and those things have changed. It's kind of reevaluating all the time, but we really did want to have a relationship that was good and healthy and loving. And there are times when you have to take a step back so that that can continue. When it comes to adoption, people are often scared. Scared of the unknowns, the future, the past even. But Jody doesn't think that should stand in the way. In fact, she says it pretty well. We take the same risk in having our own biological children. We don't know what, you know, all their genetics will be. We don't know if they will be born with a health issue. We just don't know. We we think we can control and know those things, but we can't. And it's always a risk, but it's always a risk worth taking. Parenting is a risk either way. And Jody found this out again when her daughter was diagnosed with scoliosis. It's something she certainly didn't expect to encounter. The only inkling we had was, and it didn't even have anything to do with her back. It was, um, two years ago when she was playing soccer and her running gait started to change and she was complaining about foot pain and we couldn't figure out 
why she was having foot pain and why her run was kind of awkward. But we just didn't think anything of it. We wrapped her foot <laughs> and called it good. We're like, you'll make it through. Um, and then we went to her 11-year-old well child check, mainly because she needed um, her immunizations. But we had been so healthy, I totally would have skipped that visit if it weren't for immunizations. And I'm so grateful now. And I tell parents now there's a reason you go to those because we don't check for all the things that they do. And in schools, they don't do scoliosis checks anymore, at least where we live. They had her, you know, bend over, touch your toes, and they're looking at her spine. It was very obvious. There was, she had a rib hump and the doctor and I looked at each other kind of horrified, like, oh my gosh, (laughs) what is this? Um, And of course she tried to stay calm and started asking questions about scoliosis in our family, which there was nothing significant that we knew of. Um, We had gone from zero to 45 degree curve. A week later, Jody's daughter was back in the hospital for more testing. I told myself, I was like, don't get on Google. Like, don't go to Dr. Google because (laughs) you don't know what you'll find there. Don't, no need to worry yourself into a place you don't need to be. Um, so we kind of went into that appointment very blind and that was not a good idea because we had no idea what she was going to say. And she was very blunt and told us my daughter needed a brace right away. And she would 99.9% have her whole spine fused and hopefully we could make it through her growing years. And that was horrifying because we just had no idea that that's what she would say, and, um, she just kept telling us it was no big deal. And she did this all the time. And, um, that too was not what the grieving mother's heart needed to hear. Spinal fusion was obviously something Jody didn't want to hear. She'd always been interested in traditional medicine. So she started researching natural treatment for her daughter. Within like a month, we ended up at a clinic in California and it's like one of the only ones in the world that does what they do. And, um, it's really intense and it's two hours of therapy a day and she's in a brace all day long. And we make these trips every three months. We told her this is going to be like training for the Olympics. It's like four years. Cause you have to do it through their growing years and not having a major spinal fusion is your gold medal. Like that's, (laughs) that is the prize and not having a lifelong, you know, issues of pain or whatever things come from having your spine fused. Um, and she was all in, she wanted to avoid that and it's totally worked. The curve in her spine that was at 45 degrees is now at 17. Of course, not every treatment will work for everyone. But Jody is open about their journey and her daughter's treatments because she wants to ensure no one feels alone. Scoliosis only affects 2 to 3% of the population, and that can feel very isolating. Jody's daughter is the only one in her school with a back brace like hers. So it's important to have a community that can help. It's hard, and it's hard to watch your kids have to struggle through something so intense, and especially something that's physically intense and causes pain. She'll be more resilient (laughs) than the majority of the population, that is for sure. It takes a lot of grit and determination to do this program. Since they've started the program, Jody's daughter has grown six inches. Once they get through her growing years, Jody hopes she'll just need a night brace until college. 
On top of traveling to California for treatments, both Jody and her husband run their own businesses. So obviously, they're busy. But they've found ways to find that elusive thing called balance. I think balance is a myth. And it's something that people really strive for and you never get it. So I think of it more, and I know I've read this and um, other leadership books and talking about how it's more of harmony because there are seasons when you have to focus more in one area than another, but as long as there's like harmony across the board, just like, you know, an orchestra and there are different instruments and sometimes it's really loud and sometimes it's really soft and, um, it's kind of like that. We're just always kind of on a weekly basis thinking, okay, what's our priority this week and what do we have to give more focus to and letting some of the other things go. And also, asking for help or hiring help to do things. If, you know, if your budget allows for that, even if it's just asking family for help, knowing that we can't do it all. And that's important because no one can do it all. If people are putting it out there that they're doing it all, they're probably not. They have help, you know, and if they are doing it all, they're going to burn out. Jody has advice for other moms out there. Don't be afraid to share your journey with others. I really believe God does not give us our story for just us alone. He wants to use it to bless someone else, to glorify himself, and he does not want us to be isolated. We never have to walk alone. Like, we're never walking alone, and if we ever feel like that, it's totally a lie. One of the things that every single person has in common is pain and suffering. It's kind of the common denominator. We're all going to walk through it. Um, And don't compare your pain or your suffering with someone else, but just know that that can be something that can bring us together and that we all share. People connect to our stories when we're vulnerable and not when we have it all together. I don't have it all together. I don't know what that looks like. (laughs) Thanks to Jodi for sharing her story with us. Please join me next week for another inspiring story. Thanks for listening. Motherhood Material is produced by me, Heather Kuntz. Music by Eric Medias. For more information or to be featured, contact motherhoodmaterialpod at gmail.com.